production brings you Under the Water Tower, presented by Team Couch of Birch Realty Group. And now, here are your hosts, Matt Crane and Derek Biglane. Good afternoon, Matt. Good afternoon, Derek. Coming to you on a Thursday afternoon. Uh, it's been a pretty busy week, I think, for both of us. Uh, yes, also got uh, a little reaction from Tuesday's show uh, that we put out uh, that we'll, I know you'll discuss briefly because we got a, a big show for you today we've got a lot of stuff to cover we've got local stuff we've got some a uh, couple of uh, county uh, announcements and then we've got uh, one large or uh, well, you can say large uh, one very populous topic that we want to cover uh, before we cover our shout out so and then of course we're going to end the show with signings that we promised you on Tuesday we're going to catch up on all the wonderful signings for the three schools that we covered but Matt before that uh, we have some very very uh, important companies that help support our show that's right, Derek. And as you mentioned in the county announcements, you're going to hear some information about, I'll go ahead and say it, the Holly Springs Road project that's been going on for years. Uh, some would say it feels like decades. <laughs> we'll be opening up sometime in the next 24 or 72 hours and uh, really an awesome thing. And Derek, there's a lot of home construction going on out there. Yeah. And if you're thinking about moving out to that area, if you've uh, looked at the different neighborhoods or maybe home projects that are going on out on the Holly Springs Road area, you for sure don't want to go at that alone. Contact our 2022 presenting sponsor, the number one real estate team in DeSoto County. We're so thankful for uh, them partnering with us over the last two years. Of course, everybody knows I'm speaking about Team Couch, a Birch Realty Group. Team Couch possesses over 66 years of combined real estate experience. They've also witnessed thousands of closings since 2009 on the buying or selling side of residential real estate. They were also recently voted DeSoto's best for the fifth time even with the interest rates creeping up even with the different things that are going on with inflation the different housing market issues that are coming all across the country it is still a very good time to list your home in DeSoto County and they're offering a free no obligation market analysis simply give them your address they can tell you all about your neighborhood your street how long houses are staying on the market how fast they're closing Brian and Terry have all the tricks of the trade when it comes to residential real estate in DeSoto County give them a call today at 662-449-1700 call Brian directly on his cell phone at 901-461-7653. That's 461-SOLD, S-O-L-D. You can also do a full home search at teamcouch.com. Anywhere in the Mid-South, Team Couch's website can help you find the home of your dreams. Give them a call again, 662-449-1700. Visit them at teamcouch.com. And always remember, every home needs a couch. Recording this Thursday afternoon at the Mobile Cars and Van Rental Studios, Mobile Cars and Vans located at the corner of McCracken and Commerce right here in Hernando. Cars, trucks, passenger vans. If you're searching for a vehicle for next week's Thanksgiving travel or Christmas travel coming up, spring break, or for sure summer, please contact us at 662-469-4555. If you're involved in your local church, if you're involved with your local youth group, now's the time to let your youth pastor know, hey, there's a place that's ready to work for us, a place with good quality vans that can help get our kids on their trip for the summer. Give us a call, 662-469-4555. And again, UTW podcast recorded each and every week at the Mobile Cars and Van Rental Studio. Thank you, Mobile Cars and Vans. Derek, I'll go ahead and start the show in this way. As you mentioned, a little bit of reaction from our show on Tuesday. If you have not listened to our Tuesday show, please do. You may want to hit pause, go listen to that show, and then come back to this one. A little bit of reaction in this way, Derek. You and I received numerous texts. You from different people and myself separately uh, received numerous texts from uh, people that thoroughly liked what we had to say, agreed with what we had to say. 
that's honest. Uh, but not everyone uh, enjoyed our show on Tuesday where we discussed, uh, for those that don't know, Derek and I were heavily involved over the last uh, 60 days uh, on this show, uh, definitely talking about the Penny for the Park referendum that was voted down uh, Tuesday before last uh, in the on November 8th. And uh, Derek and I had some comments about it and and i know the city's still working on some things not necessarily counting votes Derek. as if is it going to pass or not pass not necessarily doing that there are some discrepancies that they're having with the election commission with county people voting in the city election you can go listen to those shows you can uh, research that there's certainly multiple articles you know what there you can always call your board of aldermen call your alderman and see what's going on ask them questions they're there to represent you so that all the alderman phone numbers are listed on the uh, the town website so um you can never say you uh, didn't have access to them. They're uh, elected officials, and they're there to serve you. So if you have questions or any issues you'd like to talk to them about, please give them a buzz and uh, learn more about that. But for the time being, the sales tax referendum, the penny for the park, was voted down, and Derek and I were uh, gave some information and talked about some different things on that show. So please go listen to that. Um, some people did not like our show uh, on Tuesday and, and said we were maybe a little bit more aggressive than normal and usual. And I will not argue with that because we were, at least I was, I'll say I was because as I've said on this show numerous times, my daughter's 18 years old, goes to Ole Miss and statistically within the next 10 years, we'll start a family. And I have uh, vocally said that numerous times on this show that my goal in some of the stuff we do with the podcast or some of the stuff we do with the city is to help build Hernando, Mississippi into a place that my daughter and my grandkids, when that time comes, uh, would possibly want to be in Hernando and have their best life. I've said that numerous times on the air, and uh, I felt like a sales tax referendum of one penny per dollar for prepared food for us to build anywhere from a 12 to $15 million project for parks, I envisioned my grandson and my granddaughter playing on those fields and enjoying those things. Mm -hmm. And so if I was a bit passionate on Tuesday, so be it. That's why I was passionate. That's why I'm upset that the sales tax referendum did not pass. And, uh, yeah, it is quite frustrating. And, um, again, that's what it sounded like on Tuesday. And uh, that's why I, that's part of the reason I do this or we do this each and every week is because we know that Hernando is one of the best places to live, and we want to make it better. And that's what I felt like that would be and help uh, with that. And so that's why I was so passionate on Tuesday, on the Tuesday show, and uh, some would say even aggressive. That's fine. We've done 220 episodes of the UTW podcast, and we can't always have sunshine and, and rainbows. Matt, I think we covered everything we wanted to talk about on Tuesday, uh, so I'm not going to, you know, bit it into the ground. Uh, I mean, your point is well taken, and I think my point, and all that I said and all the counterpoints and that sort of thing I was trying to, I guess, do on Tuesday was mainly to say, you know, we both live and work in Hernando, and I think that we missed an opportunity, whether, you know, whatever the parks look like, whether they're, you know, large sprawling ball fields or whether it's, you know, multiple tennis courts or whether whatever it happened to look like uh, in the end, once everything was done, if we would have been able to do it, was the missed opportunity to bring other people to Hernando to see our wonderful town and to maybe, hey, you know what, I'd like to live there. Uh, I'd like to open a business there. Uh, I'd like to spend my, you know, discretionary money there. And I think we missed a lot of opportunities to do that by not passing this. Not saying that the business leaders won't think of other ways to attract people to Hernando, but Parks is an easy draw. Uh, we know it's a, a seller for many, many other cities. And I think that we just missed an opportunity to do it here. So that's why, you know, as a, as a uh, person who lives and works in town, being able to increase business, to increase the number of eyeballs that see uh, Hernando, 
uh, is a is disappointing to me. I know that again, there's some people that may say, you know what, we don't want anybody else moving here. We want to keep it small town. What I can appreciate that, uh, but where we live, that's just not possible. I'm um, we'll say it's just not possible. It's going to increase, increase smartly, yes, but it's going to increase. And I think that parks is a smart way to grow. So anyway. We've covered enough. Please go listen to our Tuesday show. You can hear the other points that we make. About those, some of the leaders that we mentioned talked about that are going to have the job of not only kind of looking to see what their next steps may be on that, also had their auditor meeting on Tuesday night. That is true. Uh, and so um, we kind of watched it. It was not a very long meeting. There were just a few things that came out of it. So as we do every third Friday on our show, we want to recap what happened at the local auditor meeting. The first part, again, we skip all the beginnings. Uh, a wonderful a young man did the Pledge of Allegiance, that sort of thing. We're going to skip all through that and go straight to the first item on the on the main agenda, after the consent agenda. All reimbursement monies. So uh, there was a question asked before the the meeting was started. Hey, you know, we're, we're supposed to be getting loans for the animal shelter. We're supposed to be getting loans and, and grants and things that are coming in to pay for the, some of this asphalting and this paving and all that kind of stuff. And that, there was asked, we haven't seen it hit our books yet. When's it going to hit our account? And the mayor said that all reimbursement money should be received by the city that have been promised so far in the next one and a half weeks. So he said that he has talked to them, uh, that it should be coming in, so it should hit our account. It's a cash flow issue, right? They can't sure. do other things till this money comes in, even though it's all still within the budget. Next thing, uh, a planning commissioner resigned uh, at the last planning commission meeting last week. This was from Alderman Beth Ross's ward. Richard Safley was the name that she put up from her ward to take over as a new planning commissioner, and he was approved 5-0. Uh, I say 5-0 because both Bruce Robinson and Doc Harris were absent from the uh, meeting. They did not call in or they were not present. So, again, all the votes today that we'll be talking about are based on a five-alderman board. The next one, on the corner of the uh, Planning Commission, you know, we talked about this several times, uh, the corner of Robinson and Highway 51, Matt, if you say table, I, I, I know this is going to surprise you. Uh, I know done. This is We're not talking you. about it again. Uh, it's been tabled. <laughs> We're not <laughs> talking about it again. This time, the actual the uh, engineer went up there and said, "Hey, look, Bruce Pruitt, who is the owner, is asking to carry it over to one more meeting. He promises to bring it to the next meeting on December sixth. The next, the one lot rezoning that's at the corner of Riley and Mount Pleasant, the corner that had a house on it, divided it into two lots. Now it's one lot. They actually there was a survey issue when they resurveyed it out from the other house." So that's going to be tabled to the next meeting. And then they had the public health and safety meeting. I, I know normally we don't talk about these, but this is interesting because the planning director said, hey, look, we've sent all the letters. We've had all the correspondences since. They've all been registered mail. Um, we have had nothing back from the owner of the property. There's been no response. There's been no cleanup of the property. The house is still basically falling in on itself. And so the, the directing of planning, uh, Austin asked to move forward with tearing the house down and assess it back to the property taxes for the cost. And the alderman said, you know what, we're going to tear your house down. So they, are, they are move forward. They will be condemning and tearing down that house uh, that is uh, at that address. Can we build pickleball courts on the house? <laughs> Can we build that on well, the house? Well, you know what, that might be the way to do it right there. Any, that, that's it. That, well, it I, doesn't I just become, solved it. It doesn't become city property. Oh, no, well, then it should, and we will. <laughs> and that's what we're going to say. We're going to solve everything. You have to mow your grass and keep your house up, and if you don't, well, boom! There you go. And what we'll do is this: we'll build we'll build four pickleball courts, and we'll name like whoever the family is of the house that we just tore down. It's their park, so and so park that we pay tribute to them. Yeah, that's one domain, problem solved. Domain just, just snatching houses. Just I mean, that's, that's houses. an imminent domain. Uh, that's a real thing. Let's get <laughs> okay. it. Let's get it done. Uh, the next item was bid being sent out for the parks maintenance services is amended only for the athletic fields. So the bid this year, usually they're putting, hey, we're going to cut all the grass on the soccer fields, have all the grass cut on the baseball fields, that sort of thing. Yes. The parks director 
was not happy with the way the soccer and the baseball fields were being cut or the timeliness to which they were being cut. So he is now moving that house. By the city. By the city. By the city. Yeah, no, by the who they contracted. Oh, I understand. Yes, yeah. my bad. They, he's now removed that from the bidding process. The city will actually now cut the soccer fields and the uh, baseball fields okay. on a more timely schedule. Yes. Everything else. Oh, okay. Everything else. Okay. The spraying, the cutting of the parking lots yes. or outside the parking lots, all that is being bid out. So that was he was asking to approve that. That nine-page bid is now being sent out. Of they, they approved that to be bid out. The parking lot at the soccer the complex, I know it's not completed yet, but phase one of it is very nice. It's very nice. Great it's, job. I've, yeah, I've, I've been out there. Again, I don't have any reason to go out there now, yes. but I did travel out there to see it. it is done, it's very, very nice. Right, and again, remember, there's only a certain part of the fields that have lights. That's right. Yeah, we, we, I'll we, leave it we, at that. We were Go not, ahead. Able to, not able to get the other lights. <laughs> the next one. Remember I mentioned the basketball signer? Kind of, what's, what's a basketball yes, signer? Yes, basketball signer. All right, the basketball signer, Keith Payne, he was contracted to help get the referees okay. for all the basketball games that the city will hold. So this contract basically says, hey, man, from December 10th till sometime in February, you are in charge of getting all of the referees hired and to the games 15 minutes before they start. So you're saying he was put in charge? He was put in charge. And so this – this well, that's a foul position. I love that. So the charge, that. too. You, you missed that one, too. I got he the charge. charge. I got yeah. the charge, and it's a foul position. <laughs> well, hopefully in this position, he will have his feet firmly planted. For, yes, yes. Let's, uh, I can keep going. Take that charge. I can charge. keep take going. That charge. <laughs> this agreement allows him to be able to arrange all of the referees, taking uh, that off of the day-to-day activities of the city, which, again, yes. is a great move. Of course. Uh, this is a good plan to outsource that so the city can focus on the quality of the games and on the experience in the new field house this year. Do you think we have a good shot at referees? <sighs> <laughs> I should tee you up. I should actually exactly. tee you up. There you go. Right yeah. Now. Yeah. All right. Please keep listening. Please, please keep listening. All right. People. Comments on the elections by uh, Pam Powell. So then at the end of the meeting, okay. entire agenda. Does Pam listen to our show? Do we know? I'm not sure if Pam listens to our show. Pam, if you listen to our show, email us under the water tower info at gmail.com. So he said, look, I'm going to clear the four here. It's not on the agenda, but since there's nothing else, he asked if there's any other business, no sure. other business. Uh, he said, hey, look, tell us what's up. She said all the numbers have not been received yet. And who is, will who not, is Pam, Derek? I'm sorry. Pam Powell is the city clerk. City clerk. That's yeah. right, Pam. That's right, yeah. City clerk. So all the numbers uh, have not received yet and will not be certified until Friday afternoon. That's why there's been no comment to the city right. whether they're going to let it stand or move forward. Oh, okay, because gotcha. the, the, the actual votes themselves will not be certified by the state until Friday afternoon. Once they get the numbers certified and sent to the state – then they will look to see if a decision will be made to move forward with the appeal. Mm-hmm. Right now, all the city has is a total. Okay. The certification will then tell them the exact names. So this is when they send it to the state. Okay, you know when you turn it, when you show your license and you sign your name in on the book right. or whatever, right? All that kind of stuff. That's when they get those. But when the state says yes, you're good, they'll get those back, and then they'll, there's basically going to be a guy who's going to have a spreadsheet, wow. and he's going to input those and see. Okay. Yes, this is a city. This person is registered with the city. This person is not registered with the city. And then they'll be able to get a count from each polling station once they get the numbers back to the state. And again, those won't be sent down to this Friday. So we're still probably looking at a couple sure. weeks to give the guy time not only to uh, you know, get the numbers back, but then actually input them and then figure out uh, to an exact number how many people outside of the city voted for the parks in this election. Derek, the issue with the election is the number of people with Germantown addresses and Holly Springs addresses. <laughs> <laughs> That's the issue. That's the issue. Um, Not how they voted. Uh, the fact that they drove from New Albany to vote. <laughs> Union County tax. Exactly. All right, so basically what we're trying to tell you is that, you know, we got a long is, way to go. This, yeah, this, there's really nothing to discuss until they get those numbers. So, you know, Matt and I will probably not be talking about this next week until such time that they have those numbers. 
And then that wraps up the meeting for uh, the second meeting uh, in the month of November. Thank you to all the Board of Aldermen for uh, doing your uh, first and third duty, as I continue to say all the time. Thank you for doing that. Um, Derek, as we talked about our Tuesday show, before we move on, uh, and I, I won't talk long about this, uh, about this, okay? Follow me on this. I didn't get a chance to finish up, finish with that Tuesday show. If you were frustrated with our Tuesday show and irritated with our Tuesday show or whatever, please take that energy Take that opportunity to call Jared at the Parks Department and say, how can I help? What can I do? How can I help fundraise? How can I think outside the box? What can I do to be a part of improvements at the Park Department or those things that we voted no for two weeks ago? If we voted no, okay, let's move on. Those needs are still there. Those opportunities to build things and uh, be a part of the Parks Department. Give Jared a call. Derek and I have interviewed Jared twice. Please listen to that show. He tells about different things that are needed, different things that are happening. Please consider calling Jared at the Parks Department and say, hey, how can I help? Thank you, Board of Aldermen and the Mayor, for what you guys do on the first and third uh, Tuesday. Thank you to the Planning Commissioner. Derek, you mentioned one of them uh, being replaced. Thank you to those guys that have a meeting once a month to uh, talk about growth and different things in the city and all those people that are you know, kind of a thankless job. Right. So thank you all for doing that, uh, and we really, really appreciate that, Derek. But uh, a lot of these things, Derek, do not come free. We talk uh, quite a bit about pennies over the last 60 days. And if you think you're owed some pennies by the state of Mississippi, there's a way for you to check, Derek. Tell us about that. DeSoto County sent out some information uh, stating that one in 10 people in Mississippi has unclaimed money waiting for them. DeSoto County is working with the state treasury to help you claim that money. Staff from the state treasurer's office will be in DeSoto County and Tate County on Tuesday, November 29th, staff will be able to help people search the state's unclaimed list and begin the claims process. DeSoto and Tate County residents can go to either location. So the hours here are listed below. So listen up. If you, if you want to go to Tate County, again, it doesn't matter if you live in Tate County. It's just as if it's easier to go there or easier to come to DeSoto County. So from 2 to 4 p.m., on Tuesday, November 29th, you can go to the Justice Court Building at 103 Preston McKay Drive in Senatobia to try to help have them help you see if you have any uh, unclaimed money. Preston McAlexander? Preston McKay. <laughs> Preston McAlexander McKay. Uh, and the other one, and then again, they're going to take an hour then to locate to DeSoto County, and then from 5 to 7 that evening uh, at the DeSoto County Administration Building, 365 Losher Street, uh, they'll be able to try to help you. Now, individuals are encouraged to check the Mississippi Unclaimed Database online at DeSotoCountyMississippi.gov, DeSotoCountyMS.gov forward slash unclaimed money. Individuals planning to attend are encouraged to bring the following items to help expedite the claims process. So if you plan on going in person to help, have them help you, like if you don't have internet access or it's, it's hard or you're not very good at, at finding things on the internet, you'll need your photo ID, which can be a driver's license, passport, military ID, your social security card, proof of address, if your name has changed, bring the proof of change, like a driver's license. If the owner is deceased, so if you want to see if my parents, my grandparents have any uh, unclaimed money, bring the death certificate, will, obituary, or affidavit of death. Now, unclaimed money can come from several things. It can come from accounts that are either inactive or whose owners and heirs have not been located. The unclaimed funds could come from lost savings accounts, matured savings bonds, uh, life insurance policies, uncashed dividend checks, utility security deposits, and tax refunds. I think there were two supervisors who were interviewed that said they actually had wow. unclaimed money. Now, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't thousands of dollars, but it was money that they had that they did not know about. I think, actually, no, one was his dad's, hmm. and the other one was his personally. So people who are not able to attend the events on November 29th can file online www.desotocountyms.gov forward slash unclaimed money. 
Matt, you're running out of here right now. <laughs> you finish this podcast, you're jumping online to see if you have any money. Hey, why not, man? My, why, why not? It doesn't cost you well, anything. I, okay, Derek, the bigger issue is if, if, if any of the superintendents found extra money in the project we're about to talk about, then we got problems. Oh, they got problems. DeSotoCountyMS.gov slash unclaimed money. Please look at that if you're interested or possibly think that maybe, I mean, what's it hurt you? Just take a look and see what happens. Yeah, maybe surprise. Like two minutes. You may be surprised. Yeah. What I don't want is to log in and say unclaimed money and they say, oh, here's the phone number to the Pike County <laughs> uh, Sheriff's Department that you uh, got that ticket from 15 years ago uh, in Macomb, Mississippi. Maybe that won't happen. As I've said a couple of times, Derek, wonderful thing happening right here outside of Hernando. A lot of our listeners live out there you know, drive out there all the time, and this is going to be a welcome site. Tell us about it. On Monday, November 21st at 11 a.m., there'll be the ribbon-cutting ceremony for Holly Springs Road. The ribbon-cutting ceremony will mark the completion of the Holly Springs Road project. In February 2020, road crews begin building five new bridges and elevating the road 10 feet. The work was necessary due to constant flooding. Crews also straightened out dangerous curves. I know, of course, a lot of y'all are probably familiar with that because if you try to go out Johnson Road, you thought you could get to Johnson Road and go north. You were incorrect. You would have to back up, go all the way up, get well, go over to Bright, and then come back down if you're trying to get to that that, uh, north or south Malone, north Johnson Road area. Uh, I know that's been a pain over the last year or so. So anyway, that's going to be, they're having the ribbon cutting Monday at 11 a.m. Of course, it will still be closed for that. So I would say if you're going to try to drive it, maybe give it to the afternoon or maybe the next day. But again, next week, they'll be having the ribbon cutting to open up Holly Springs Road, which has been a, a project now uh, almost three years in the making, Matt. Almost it'll be three years this February. Uh, and it, it's finally being done. And, and I know everybody on the east side of the county could not be happier. No doubt about that, Derek. Just a massive project. I know one particular person that works in Hernando that is about less than 10 minutes away from her work. And because of this project and because of the different detours she had to take, would take her almost 40 minutes. Yeah. So it's something else. Uh, you know, Congratulations to all those people out there. Congratulations to the Board of Supervisors who uh, worked hard on this. And between MDOT and them, I know we interviewed uh, Michael Lee, who's the supervisor in that area. That was one of the main things he talked about was the completion of this project and looking forward to it so really good thing for the city of fernando and the uh, residents on the east side of fernando i look forward to that for sure well Derek, off air uh, earlier today you mentioned something to me about your teenage driver everybody's safe everybody's good but she did have a little bit of a fender bender a fender bender but i know teenage drivers are definitely something that uh, we think about on here on this show and a lot of our listeners have to think about as well and you talk about insurance and you Try and focus on those different things. And if you're looking for help when it comes to your teenage driver, help with your insurance for automobile, property, casualty, commercial, anything like that, you want to reach out to our longtime sponsor, Holland Insurance. Holland Insurance was founded in 1981 and has been staffed with local industry experts who are eager to make a difference in every life they touch. Holland Insurance, located in South Haven but ready to serve anyone under the water tower, works with companies like Blue Cross Blue Shield, Humana, Cigna, Mutual of Omaha, Safeco, Liberty Mutual, Kemper, Haggerty, Nationwide, State Auto. Over 50 insurance companies trust Holland Insurance to be their provider in DeSoto County. Give Bruce Robinson and Jerry Holland a call today at 662-895-5528. That's 662-895-5528. Again, open for the last 40 years, Holland Insurance is ready to serve anyone in DeSoto County. 662-895-5528. Thank you, Holland Insurance.
Tosota Family Dental Care has been a presence under the water tower with over 60 years of combined dental experience. Dr. Seymour, Dr. Paroli, and Dr. Trotter are committed to providing a gentle and caring approach while focusing on the aesthetic beauty and long-lasting health of your smile. The practice is open Monday through Friday, providing hygiene appointments and general dentistry, including implants and implant-supported dentures, as well as Invisalign. The office is designed to provide a safe, comfortable, and relaxing atmosphere for their patients. You can be confident that the goal of each staff member is to create that comfortable environment to provide you with relaxing, personalized dental care. Visit their office today to see the difference and give them a call at 662-429-5239. Again, 662-429-5239. As Derek teased earlier, at the end of the show, no, really no sports today, but we are going to recognize some of the different signings, high school kids signing to move on and uh, have their college paid for, an opportunity to play a sport, and so we uh, look forward to doing that at the end of the show. Brings us to our DeSoto County shout-outs. Before we mention that, Derek, you thought it would be uh, interesting to let the UTW Podcast listeners know, because they may not know, the world crossed 8 billion people this week. That's 8 billion with a B. Yeah, on Tuesday, the Earth's population reached 8 billion people, according to projections from the United Nations. The number is three times the population in 1950 and eight times of that of the early 1800s. Wow. The 200 years since the Industrial Revolution began have seen a massive population explosion due to reduction in child mortality and an increase in life expectancies, improvement in food production, sanitation, and medicine, as well as widespread access to household items like refrigerators and ammonia, have drastically reduced hunger and disease globally. Annual population growth peaked at just over 2% in the early 1960s, and has since declined to under 1% amid a decrease in infertility rates. By the end of this century, total annual deaths are expected to surpass births, likely resulting in a decline in population. Because uh, that's over several factors, one of them being that people just aren't having as many children. They've sure. chosen not to have children. Uh, other is the, uh, the cost of food, the supply of food. Uh, they can see a shortage, some of that you know, based on climate change, some of it based on just you know, the amount of, again, at 8 billion people, that's going to be eating a lot more every year between now and then. Do you think they're less attractive people? Is that has that led to it a little bit? <laughs> Maybe people aren't coupling. Hey, well, people it. are waiting later to get married. That is, that okay. is actually a call. Oh, so, so is, I yeah. did listen to a guy the other day who had a picture, side by side picture of a beach from like 1980 compared to 2022, and the 1980 people were slender. In oh, no, shape. It's, it's yeah. Oh, obesity you know, has been increasing. Oh, it's that, unbelievable. That is that is well, and not just obesity, just. <laughs> just <laughs> People are becoming less fit, uh, and, and th- there's several reasons why, but they do expect deaths to surpass births. Again, we've been at, we peaked at 1960. Right. We've been coming down since then a little bit every year, and by the end of uh, this century, again, deaths will start, you know, we hit negative territory uh, on the growth. And, I, and the, la- the last kind of comment I want to have on this is that this is the last the thing that was in this article. Overall, uh, demographers estimate almost 120 billion people have lived on the earth since humans begin 120 wow. billion total so uh that's a lot of uh there's eight billion right now that's a lot of people on the ground i'm just saying absolutely a lot of people on the ground are burned ashes out at the sea that's tremendous and Derek, eight billion people one-tenth of those people voted in our election on november 8th <laughs> <laughs> 
Some, I'm, somehow that does not quite track. Uh, right. Yeah. We only have, we have 17,000 residents in Hernando and one-tenth of 8 billion voted. 800 in million people voted in right. our election. It's, it's tremendous. Amazing. It's amazing. Uh, it's crazy how that goes. We kid, of course, we typically do our DeSoto County Fact of the Week on Tuesdays, but Derek wanted to give us a little bit of information when it comes to 8 billion people this past Tuesday because we thought that was something I that was just – Oh, it's amazing. It, it really is uh, it, it, it really is uh, tremendous for sure. Well, look, let's turn our attention to our DeSoto County shout-outs. Uh, those are just things and opportunities for nonprofits for us to recognize them as they try and make a, you know Hernando a better place to live. And our first one's going to be the Pancake Breakfast this coming Saturday, hosted by the Hernando Rotary Club at Longview Point, 8 to 1. Again, that's 8 to 1 this coming Saturday. All proceeds benefit the wonderful organization Mills on Wheels Hernando. Again, Mills on Wheels Hernando. Look up their Facebook page. Uh, Derek, I mentioned earlier, hey, um, turn your negativity into positivity, and Mills on Wheels would welcome you anytime. Uh, that's something you that, can that, definitely. You can help deliver. You can help donate. do whatever. You, and One of the ways you can help, as you said, $10 now, $12 at the door. Uh, for that pancake breakfast. Pancake breakfast this coming Saturday. And then, Derek, let's turn our attention to this December 2nd through 4th weekend, which I'm just going to go ahead and call Santa Claus weekend Santa right Claus here weekend. in Hernando. Well, Derek, go ahead and kick us off on that December 3rd opportunity to see the big man. All right. The first, as you said, on Saturday, December 3rd, from 8 a.m. to 11 a.m., or until they sell out, the Bridgetown Fire Department is having their annual breakfast with Santa. This is, will be 3980 Malone Road North. The price is $5.00. Plates include pancakes, sausage, milk, juice, and coffee. We've talked about this the last two Fridays. I don't know of anything better than $5 for a stack of pancakes, sausage, milk, juice, and coffee. That is cheaper than any other breakfast you can find around here. All the proceeds will support their volunteer department to assist with day-to-day needs and equipment. And the most important thing for your children, the big man himself will be there for pictures. So come support the Bridgetown Fire Department on Saturday, December 3rd, starting at 8 a.m. The next day. On Sunday, December 4th, from 2 to 5 p.m., if you miss the pancakes and the syrup, you can get the cookies with Santa, which will be held at the Gale Center, put on by the City of Hernando, Hernando Parks and Recreation, uh, and also sponsored by the Optimus Club of Hernando. Again, there's $3 admission for those 12 and over. Kids under 12 are free. You can get cookies, you can get a little punch, and again, the picture with big man who will be there from 2 to 5 p.m uh so please come out and support at the gale center that sunday if you missed that he'll be spending another night in hernando and then the next night will be the hernando christmas parade please contact the chamber of commerce get your float in there if you're still interested again it's 50 or 75 dollars uh, to be able to enter your float a great great night let's hope for beautiful cold weather like we have today and again the last time santa this time you can't get pictures but you can see him riding on the back of the fire truck that last float as he always is waving to children you can come by catch candy and to celebrate the big man so just a huge weekend for santa third fourth and fifth absolutely wonderful time in the city of fernando for sure coming up in december then derek the following weekend uh 10th 11th weekend the red door market will be taking place at the national guard armory right here on mackinvale uh right down the street from mobile cars and vans pay no attention to the couple of vans that are <laughs> well, <laughs> hopefully there won't be any there maybe they're all running out no there's a few vans that are not going vans. anywhere okay, uh, okay. ever again so those okay. are just <laughs> uh, oh. okay. those are dead those are dead uh sorry but uh, we're gonna <laughs> Make that real nice and neat. Pay no attention to them. Red Door Market, Derek, tell us all about that. Brought to you by the DeSoto Arts Council, an amazing group that you work with on their board. Tell us about it. The Red Door Market is a chance for vendors from all around the state who come up here. They're basically handcrafted vendors who come and they go there. And it's kind of like a, if you've ever been one of those consignment stores, it's similar to that where 
you go and there's booths set up all around the armory. They, this is like the second or third year they've done it at the armory. It used to be held at one Memphis street. They moved it to the armory two or three years ago. And so just a wonderful time. Again, unique homemade items that you can find for the Red Dog Market. There'll be baskets. There'll be pottery. There'll be ornaments all around Mississippi. The vendors come up. They love coming up here. The people around here do a great job shopping there. The Hernando Arts Council gets a, some of the proceeds. Again, they have to kind of pay a fee to come up here. So a wonderful time. If you need some of that last minute Christmas shopping, a couple weeks before Christmas, December 10th, come to the Armory to get your shopping done. Great event, the Red Door Market. Uh, if you'd like to sponsor that, please reach out to the Soto Arts Council. A wonderful event uh, in December at the National Guard Armory. They have a uh, pre-show, pre-thing that they do uh, locally, which is which is really nice. And then all day on Saturday, a great event with uh, vendors from all across the state of Mississippi. So really want to shine a light on to them. And Derek, the following week, December 17th, Saturday, we've talked about the big man being in town the first weekend. He has to go back to the North Pole, get some things figured out. And then on Saturday, December 17th, the 12th annual crew. Fernando Santa Claus Caravan will be making its way throughout the city. The Santa Claus Caravan, like you said, 12th annual. I think, Derek, we figured out on the show one time, over 100 families have been taken care of. That's right. Over 100 families have been taken care of in the last 12 years. What a blessing. What an awesome event. And uh, more information will be on the Facebook page for the Crew of Fernando. It'll tell you the different route that we will be taking through the city. Um, just an awesome, awesome opportunity that uh, Derek, down in Natchez, they do something very similar, and it was very heartfelt to him, something he wanted to do when we started the Crew of Fernando 12 years ago, and it is our longest-running event. Now, really looking forward to it, Matt. With the flyers have gone out to all the neighborhoods who will be participating and helping to adopt the families, so they've gotten those. We will honor them by having the parade pass through those neighborhoods. And, of course, it's hit as many areas of town that we can in about a three-hour time period. I mean, these this is the Saturday before Christmas. Uh, the members of the crew uh, love doing this. They're, they're great sports. Uh, their families are wonderful sports to come with us, and they enjoy throwing candy to everybody. So please, if you're on the route, if you see your house on the route, it's about a 12-mile route. If you're on the route, please come out. Let us celebrate, and thank you for helping us collect the gifts for these families. We will reach other parts of the, the city that you know are not actually you know, necessarily giving gifts, we would love to reach all parts of the city. If, if you don't see your house on the route, come. We, we go downtown. Uh, we pass uh, the fire station at, at City Hall. Uh, we'll be down a little part of 51. We'll be down another little part of Mackinville uh, on, on that side of town. So come out, find us, celebrate it, and uh, we're really looking forward to it this year. All that information will be on the Crew of Fernando Facebook page. As we get probably middle to late part of December, you'll start to see that, the route, all those different things to update you. And Derek, I do want to give a shout out to the Hernando Young Women's Club that is doing one of the families. And the uh, for the, I think for the first time ever, the Hernando Women's Club that is, correct. is doing uh, a family, is putting that together. I think the Hernando Women's Club family is a uh, mother and a daughter, mm -hmm. so I think it's going to be an awesome opportunity for them. And uh, look, these are some of the examples that I'm mentioning as we talked about about earlier in the show positive things opportunities to contact people and say how can i help what can i do point me in a direction what can i be i'm, I'm here to serve and, and uh shout out to the crew for the 12th annual santa claus caravan wonderful time we have wonderful time hopefully in the city it's become a part of your uh you know saturday mornings to step out and, and see santa claus as he passes by so we look forward to doing that again this year and Derek, one thing, uh, as we cruise all around the city, Santa Claus is behind us. We have such a nice time. People are coming out and seeing him. And uh, a lot of people still have leaves in their yard whenever we go on our caravan. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And if you have leaves in your yard and you're sick of them, you're tired of them, you want to get rid of them, please contact our longtime sponsor, the best man to take care of the job, Richard Williams with Williams Services. Williams Services is a veteran-owned and operated business with years of experience in lawn care, landscaping, mulching, and so much more. Owner Richard Williams and his team can assist you 
with a multitude of outdoor home needs. Whether it's leaf removal, tree trimming, fall cleanups, gate repair, fence repair, as I've said on Richard's ad several times, they now have two registered arborists on their staff. If you need some tree help, whether it be limbs, taking out entire trees, call Richard, let him come out, take a look at the job. No job too small, no job too large. Call him today at 662-292-8855. Find more information about Richard and his team on Facebook at Williams Lawn Services. Again, that's Williams Lawn Services. Thank you, Richard, for continuing to support the UTW podcast. As we tease for the last 15, 20 minutes, Derek, since we started our show, no sports today, but we are going to shine a positive light on a number of young people that had the opportunity or had the opportunity to take their God-given talent, whatever it is, basketball, softball, volleyball, and they're going to go get some college paid for. Let's go through that. It's going to be quite a few of them because Derek compiled what's happened over the last six to eight weeks. Tell us all about that, Derek. All right, yeah, so we have several sports signings, so I'm not asking you to be patient. I hope that you're wanting to listen to this. I hope that you're wanting to celebrate these young people. They're from all three schools. We did have, we have had signings at all three of the schools that we cover. We're going to start covering soccer and basketball. Uh, if you're, if you're tuning in for right now, listen to see, hey, did my, you know, I know my son scored on the high school team. I want to hear his name. We're going to get to that the week after Thanksgiving. And so today we're going to catch everyone up on the signings. These are signings now, Matt. I want to make sure that you understand this. These are signings we're going to discuss, not commitments. There have been p- several people who have made commitments uh, over the past couple of weeks. We will cover them and celebrate them when they actually put their name on the line, not saying that, that we're not happy for them and excited for them, but the, you know, sometimes th- they change their mind. Unfortunately, sometimes the school changes their mind. So Derek, gonna- I commit to my diet on January 1st. I'll just say that. <laughs> okay. Okay. No, then, I'm just saying that. And you know, uh, by January 4th, uh, you know, we have the Mardi Gras ball coming up and yeah, yeah. all those different so things. You, you're not actually signing yeah, that. We, we do yeah. signings, not commitments. Signings, yeah. not commitment. So I'm, those, I'm yeah. committed to my mortgage, but it changed when I signed on <laughs> you it. Signed, that's there right. you go. All right. So this is to make sure they don't change their mind. So starting at North Point, like we always do when we cover sports, for North Point Volleyball, Macy Gross has signed to continue to play volleyball at William Carey College next year. Uh, Macy Gross, we want to say good luck on your career at William Carey. Next, North Point Basketball. Briley Faith Cherry uh, will continue to play basketball next year at Mississippi College. Unfortunately for Briley Faith, she tore her ACL in practice over a month ago and will miss her entire senior year. She was a dominant force for the Trojans who will be missed this year, but in the two games that they have played so far, she has showed great leadership sitting in the first chair next to the scorer's table, encouraging every girl on and off the court. The great leadership and something she can carry to the next level. Good luck, Briley Faith, on another four years of basketball. Now the North Point baseball. North Point, who are coming off back-to-back years of state runner-ups, had four players signed to play baseball at the next level. Hudson Brown signed to play at the University of Kentucky. Rob Hayes signed to play at Northwest Community College. J.B. Williams signed to play at Northeast Community College. And Connor McNatt also signed to play at Northeast Community College. Congratulations to all four of these guys for at least two more years of getting to play baseball. Now moving to Lewisburg. The Lady Patriots had four seniors signed to play softball at the next level late last week. Aubrey Williams signed to play at Jones Community College. Alyssa Harville signed to play at Union University. M.K. Savage signed to play at Northeast Mississippi Community College. And Avery Williams signed to play at my old stomping grounds, Kapai Lincoln Community College Wolves. Congratulations to all four of these ladies, and we look forward to covering you for your senior year in softball, Lewisburg Baseball. Two seniors from the Lewisburg signed to play baseball at the next level. Jarrett Morris, a utility player, signed to play at Itawamba Community College next year. 
and Gage Haley, a pitcher, signed to play at Mississippi State. This is one of several D1 signings that Lewisburg will have over the next couple of years. Congratulations to both of these guys being able to continue to play the game they love and look forward to what could be a really good season for Lewisburg this year who should contend for the state championship. Now moving to Hernando. As of right now, only one Hernando signing so far. Hernando softball outfielder Avery Taylor signed with East Mississippi Community College at the end of last week. We want to say congratulations to Avery. Of course, this is a very strong softball team the last couple years, one state two years ago, lost in the state finals last year. So we want to say congratulations to Avery on her signing and good luck on her upcoming senior year as, of course, we will be covering that too. We will definitely be covering that for sure. And as Derek mentioned a few minutes ago, we do know of some different commitments that have happened uh, when it comes to Hernando baseball, some Hernando athletes. Again, when those things happen and there will be signatures, you know, ink to paper, we will for sure uh, recognize that, uh, no doubt about it. You mentioned softball, Derek. I do know that Coach Nikki Witten, who we've interviewed a couple times, uh, she will be going down to the Reba McIntyre concert uh, <laughs> okay, <laughs> with a, a whole group of other teachers from Hernando. The reason I know that, they reached out to mobile cars and vans Very for nice. a van and stuff like that. So they're going to go and uh, – uh, you know, have a fancy time down I with Reba and stuff like that. I hope I don't get in trouble for telling people. <laughs> I'm pretty sure those ladies will be active on Snapchat and Instagram, so you'll know what so, they so did. So where's the concert? FedEx Forum. Oh, oh, it's, all, is, oh, it's close. Oh, it's so, very, oh no, yeah, it's okay, very close. Okay. But this is a really big deal because last week uh, Reba had to cancel her three concerts for last weekend due to vocal issues, so this is her first show back. And what was that concert? Oh, those were just multiple ones. That oh, she, just that she, Yeah, exactly. Okay. So hopefully she'll be back and uh, Reba will be back not having to play hurt. She, her voice will be back <laughs> doing what yeah. she's doing and stuff I mean, like I mean, that. So. You, you don't want to see the lights go out in Memphis. Good one, Derek. Good there one, Derek. You, I, I mean, I, you, you allowed my fancy joke. You know, uh, <laughs> That's fine. It's kind of hard to work in a joke around uh, when whoever's in New England is through with you. <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> that's not very easy. Wow, so to do. Reach out. I like that one. Exactly. Okay. Okay. Congratulations to all those young people. Again, uh, one of our things, Derek, from the Tuesday show was it just wasn't positive enough. So let's stay positive that's the ruling we're oh, back and, to positive we are positive oh, we're we, extremely we, positive we were upset and, and, and it, it, no it, no it, we were positive it got voted down that's when we look at <laughs> okay there you go uh and and look we just want the best for the city and yep. we were, and we very rarely are going to get upset because we are trying to be a positive focus for the city we love hernando neither one of us are from here but we've decided to make this our home so you know it means something special to us if that's the case so uh again uh we will just like we did the signings, we look forward to covering those going forward, all the sports coming up, and, of course, all the wonderful things that the city of Hernando will have for 2023. So, Derek, you don't think it was a big deal that the parks director asked me for Brian Couch's number? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, we're having a good time. This is uh, a good – we're back, man. This is a good okay, show. Here we go, here we we're go. having fun, absolutely. Look, if you enjoy our silliness, the different things we do, share it with friends and family. Let them know what we're talking about. We really, really appreciate that help for uh, continued growth. And um, like us, don't like us, enjoy it, don't enjoy it. Uh, thank you for allowing us to uh, go on this journey for 220 episodes now for the UTW podcast, and we hope to get to uh, number 221. So that's well, the goal. number. We hope to get number 221. Matt, I want to <laughs> say something. This is uh, we do have a. Uh, I want to give a little special shout out. Good. Okay. Uh, I probably while we're taping the show, I uh, just thought my, my daughter is probably sitting in English class, and her English teacher, uh, Mr. Al Ainsworth, is a, uh, a a big listener of the show. That's awesome. Um, he's a big listener of the show, so we want to say hello to Mr. Ainsworth. Can we call uh, him Big Al? We call him Big Al. Is he a big guy? Actually, he was the, the he was Hernando's baseball coach okay. uh, in the early nineties before Dwayne Case. Okay, uh, he was the baseball coach. I, he probably coached several people that we know uh, in baseball, and he's now uh, the English teacher and also an author. 
Uh, nice. But he, he's, he's written a couple books. And so so um, his, his life really got better when he left Hernandez. <laughs> What you're saying? <laughs> well, he still lives in DeSoto. He might actually still live in Hernando. I'm not sure actually where he lives. Did you ask him how he voted? But he teaches Did at you North ask Point. him how he voted? <laughs> <laughs> you know, whether you live in Hernando or not, how exactly. did you vote? Lives um, in South Haven, votes in Hernando. So, right. Allie, I hope you're having a wonderful time in English class <laughs> as we're recording this. And hello, uh, and shout out to you, Mr. Ainsworth. Hey, do you think listening to the podcast improves or hurts her chances in this class? I'm going to say it probably helps her a little It probably bit. helps her a little I'm, I'm going to say, I'm gonna say he helps her. Look, those are some of the fun things we do on the podcast. Thank you for uh, listening and uh, getting to the end of the show. We really appreciate it. If you'd like more information about our show, find us on Facebook at UTW Podcast, on Instagram at UTW Podcast, and on Twitter at UTW Pod. As we talk about all the time, share with friends and family, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, all of those different apps have a place for you to share. Click on it, share it with uh, you know whoever you like. If we say your son or daughter's name, we talk about something we like, like uh, you want to uh, others to hear about, please share it. That's how we're going to continue to grow. Share it on Facebook. Share it on Hernando Happenings. Help us continue to grow right here under the water tower. If you enjoy our show, you will enjoy OB Pod. Releases a show really early on Monday mornings covering the eastern side of DeSoto County. They also do a deep dive into Lewisburg, Center Hill, and Olive Branch Athletics. OB Pod. Look them up today. We'll finish our Friday show as we always do. We'd like to encourage you to attend a local church this weekend. Maybe consider joining or visiting a local Sunday school class as well. Numerous churches throughout Hernando, even more, of course, throughout the DeSoto County. Plenty of churches that would certainly welcome you this coming Sunday. All of those churches are going to have a Facebook page. They're going to have a website where you can get their service times. Look them up this weekend. We end our Friday show that way every time with uh, positive things. We are positive you would enjoy attending a local church this weekend, and we want to encourage that, no doubt about it. Derek mentioned it earlier this week. We will have one show next week. We'll have our Tuesday show because of, uh, if you don't know it's Thanksgiving next week, <laughs> please, please. you are a total... <laughs> please, please know it's <laughs> You're a turkey. Um, again, you're an absolute turkey. If you do not know, it is Thanksgiving next week. and uh, So we won't have that Friday show after Thanksgiving. Derek and I are going to take that day off, but we'll be back the following Tuesday and Friday for normal shows. So we really look forward to you going on that journey with us. Well, if there's nothing else, I'm Matt. And I'm Derek. Join us next time under the water tower. You can hear me on the